0: Grand rising everyone, now they come into your lives, bread and coffee. Got my coffee here. Ah, so yum. Okay, let's get started. Um, reading the Emerald Tablet, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Uh Del- Dennis William Hawk. And a really good book. Highly recommend that you read it. Super, super helpful to understand how to apply. Hey Betty, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. Um, hey Christina. Um, how to apply alchemy to your life? How do we start to apply these concepts to our life? So pretty good book, and I highly recommend that you read it. Of course, I'm reading it as well. It just takes longer because I talk a lot <laughs> constantly and giving interpretation um, okay, um, so we were talking about the dark night of the soul, and the re I think that this is important because th- I think this is where the alchemist really got it wrong, okay and um at the dentist oh no hopefully everything goes well with your (laughs) teeth hopefully you don't have to go in there and do anything to you um so um talking about you know the darkness and understanding what the dark is because most people equate dark to evil and all these things and i think that this has been the maybe one of the biggest mistakes that we've made um and you know, I do want to write um, why that that has come to be, and I think that that'll be part of you know when I go to get my PhD and all that stuff. And the reason why is because what it's done is created such a um, an imbalance, and it's caused the implications of what's happened because of it. Um, we see the results of that. So there's this imbalance of too light, not enough dark, and now we're trying to figure out how to work with darkness which we never had before. And now that we're afraid of it, we're afraid of the darkness, um, the dark night of the soul of going through these very, very hard times. But the reality is we go through these things regardless if we want to or not. Nobody in this world um, doesn't go through some sort of suffering or transformation because in the transformation and transmutation, um, the suffering does arise, it does occur. And we call this the bad thing. We call it a bad thing only because we don't know how to move through it, only because no one's taught us how to move through it. Instead, they told us to suppress it, right? Which did happen in the subconscious mind. So basically what happened is, as our consciousness of all these uncomfortable feelings and emotions would arise, right, into consciousness, they would say, don't let that rise into consciousness, put it in the subconscious mind, suppress it, pretend, don't cry, uh, be happy. Uh, there's no room for anger. and." All these bad energies, all we want are the good energies. Well, we put that in the subconscious mind, and what happened is it went latent. We couldn't see it. And at the end of the day, there was still a consequence to that. The consequences being that people were sick, people got sick, people were stressed out, they had anxiety, they were trying to suppress it, they were living lies. I mean, we see this everywhere. Well, what lives were we living? Well, we were just living lives that we didn't have darkness, that everything was supposed to be perfect, right? We had these perfect families and the picket white picket fence. And we know that that's not reality. That's not how it works. But we lied to ourselves, right? And if we go back in history, people did that, right? Even on TV, they would they would act as though um, life was supposed to be perfect, right? We have the Disney effect with, with the way families are supposed to work. Well, it doesn't work that way. That's not the reality. The reality is that there was some dark stuff going on behind closed doors, and it wasn't being brought to attention, okay? And I hate to say it, I'm going to bring it up, but this happened with the church, right? Hey, Lurac, there, are, there were these individuals that were doing some horrific crimes to children, right? Pedophiles and stuff, and it was happening in closing. So those are, those are the things that we don't want to bring to the surface, but we can't heal them until we bring them to the surface. Why was it happening? What was going on? You know, talking to the priest that was actually um, committing these, these acts and saying, what is going on? Where did that come from? Psychologically, what's going on and healing the consciousness of these individuals because they were probably in that predicament. Maybe their family did that to them and that's what they knew. So you just don't understand that or don't know what the story or past story is. Why do we have psychopaths? Why do we have all of this weird darkness and we're afraid of it instead of seeking to understand it? Now, the darkness isn't just about that. And I think that's the issue that we have right now is when we talk about corrosion and we talk about all of that, we we tend to forget that it's an important part of transformation. Those dark times we go through are the the it's it's scary but when we get through it what happens well we find our greatest joy right after things decompose new life is sprung from it and the the best way to see this is with fungi right when we look in nature again alchemy is about natural law looking at nature when we see fungi right mushroom the mushroom people the mushroom world which is amazing oh my god they say mushrooms have consciousness I mean, it's really kind of cool. And when we look at the fungi underneath and how it decomposes, mushrooms will decompose and, and, and break things up. And we're afraid of that, right? Even, we're afraid to even eat some mushrooms. We're afraid we will die, right? Because what do they do? They eat the poison. They break down. They decompose it. They, and, then, and then what do they do? They make it into something meaningful and good again. They take all that's good. They metabolize it into something else. That's what we do with our body, right? Even when we eat, we're metabolizing and we're expelling all the things that aren't good for us. And we're taking in all the nutrients that are good and our cells need to feed us. So it's the same thing, but we're afraid of it, right? We don't want to look at it. We want to pretend as though it doesn't exist. And we put these negative connotations on the dark matter, which I think was the biggest in my personal opinion was the biggest mistake that the alchemist could have made is putting negative connotations on it because what it did is it separated It separated good and bad you know we have this whole duality um that we lived in and we can't seem to get past that duality we can't seem to understand how to get back to holism right how do we get back to remembering that everything's interconnected even the darkness it's kind of hard and then we point fingers instead of seeking to understand and and it's let's just think about canada i just want to kind of think about that for a second right um canada my friends like you know all of the convoy and everything that's going on and we'll make it relevant to what's happening you know and i don't watch the news my friends just telling me about this i don't know what's going on in the world unless someone tells me or i see it on facebook of course well she was telling me about canada i had no idea what was going on and what I told her, and that this is it, because this is human nature. I said, if they can keep it peaceful, right? If they can keep everything peaceful, and they can show them and demonstrate that they're not going to fight back, but that this is a peaceful demonstration, no matter what is done to them, then they win. The second that our our, our we lose that, right? The second that we we drop into that um, wanting to harm another. The second that that happens we lose it right and then it gives them a reason you see they're crazy but see there's that fragile line between our consciousness right our monkey mind comes in real quick and it happens in an instant and, it, and then what does it do well then we just become part of that dialogue so there's this fine line rather than seeking to understand it right instead of saying i'm gonna fight back because my, my monkey mind went in seeking to understand why. You know, asking those individuals why. Get understanding deeply what is the reason for their, their wanting to harm others. What's, the, what's going on in the brain? What happened? There's a story there. They weren't just born that way. They will say some people are born that way. And I don't think so. I think we have parents that program us, right? And the parents teach us. And when you look at psychopaths, sociopaths, all these people where we say, well, they have no emotion. Well, they do. They just suppressed it so far down that it's almost non existent, but it's still there. Think of the yin and yang. You know, there's a little bit of light in everybody and a little bit of darkness in everybody. So we just seek to understand it. And that's that is what we do with alchemy. Understand the darkness. There was a time when there were um, trolls that showed up on here, very dark energy, very dark matter, um, saying all kinds of stuff. And rather than me uh, getting upset with them, I wanted to understand, you know, what's going on. And at the end of it, there were a few people that apologized and then they said, you know, my life is hard right now. So I'm like, And some of them were just doing it to be tricksters or jokesters or whatever, just to, you know, that's what they like to do, troll around. But some of them were really not living a good life. They had this really dark energy around them. Seek to understand. And then what? I cracked open something in them. And that was tapping into their light again. Did it last? I have no clue. I don't know. I don't hear from these individuals still. But there was a while there where they would reach out. And they apologized, right? They apologized. Why? Because they were seen for the first time. People want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to know that they matter. They want someone to listen deeply to them. What happened is Canada is government control. We have a bunch of truckers driving from Kelly. Yeah, I know. I They passed through here. They passed through New Mexico. I was um, Let's see, Biden treat our truckers the same way. Yeah, no, I don't think it'll happen here. Um, but that's the, at the end of the, or the end of the story, or what I'm trying to say is that we need to seek to understand, right? Like we could be mad at the government and we could, we could be mad at Biden. We could be mad at whoever we want to be mad at. Okay. And blame point fingers. It's, it's easy to do that. What I'm saying is the harder thing is to seek to understand why. What's underneath it. Okay. And we can hold our compassion and we can share in the suffering together. When we do you start to like, for instance, you'll start to look at life in a different, in a different way, rather than being upset at these people, you'll start to have compassion and and almost feel sad for them. You know, we say Jesus Christ, what did he say? Forgive them for they don't know what they do. I love that quote. I always use it. I've used it a billion times here because They're not understanding that that suffering that they're projecting out is actually hurting them even more and the future generations of their kin, right? Like the children that they have, they're going to be hurting from the decisions that they make, but they don't understand that everything's interconnected. They see their self as separate and then they want to put their self above. So when we seek to understand it and it's like, well, I want control for what purpose, what is the purpose of control? why are you trying to control something why so you ask these deeper questions right and it takes you above and beyond the dialogue of being just pissed right or whatever it is or wanting to hit somebody or harm somebody or hit back like if someone smacks you in the face it's it really takes a lot of unless you're unless people are afraid and they're like oh, i don't want confrontation and 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 they're used to being walked all over some people will smack you back People will smack you back. You smack them, they're gonna smack you back, right? It's harder to maintain composure when you feel like you're being attacked, right? It's harder to to maintain composure. Um, and we see this, and we see that there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world. There's a lot of confrontation, and we see, you know, um Ukraine, right? I see somebody, you know, is supporting Ukraine. We see so we have all these things happening, and we call this the dark matter that's surfacing and it's time to deal with it that's that's just the reality we've got to deal with what we've been sweeping under the rug um and we're afraid because we don't know how and no one's taught us and i'm here to say well okay here's at least some insight as how to deal with it even in your life when you're looking at the world like we're like thinking well how do we do all this right the truckers came together like you said they did um they did this um truckers driving and what they did was awesome i cried i went down you know Was I 20, I 40, I believe it was. Anyway, they were all there for the truckers, right? And it was, it was actually touching and moving to see that, you know, we come together as humans to overcome. You know, it's a great transformation and we're overcoming together. But if we can hold the peace, we win. Once we once once we draw into that mindset of I'm gonna attack you back, we lose. Because then we just become that, we become them and there's no winning in that, right? Ukraine is not a U.S. problem. No, it's a world problem. See, it's not about the U.S. It's about all human beings. So Rock, you got to understand the decisions of one person uh, impact the entire whole. We're interconnected. We're not separate. And that is the reason why we're in the situation we're in. That's what I'm trying to say. We've separated the dark from the light. It's not our problem. Sweep it under the rug. Well, the reality is, is the implications of what's going on there will have an impact on us regardless. Even your decisions have an impact on the whole. And we see this when we look at physics, right? Quantum physics. Even classic physics. We can say both have a cause and effect, right? We know that in classic physics, when we talk about motion, if I push something, there's some kind of outcome. So it doesn't matter if we think it's not our problem. It is because there's a ripple. As soon as he dropped his mindset into the the phase of somebody else, it rippled across. Okay. If we um, don't say that it's part of us, then we're lying to ourselves. If we just turned our our faces and act as though it didn't exist, that's so this is exactly what I'm talking about. We want to turn from the darkness. We want to turn our face instead of seeking to understand. Why? Why is this guy going in and trying to, he's causing all this chaos, right? Why? For what purpose? What's the reason? Power, control? But it does have an impact on us. Okay? Yeah. And nobody said anything. Okay. This is. And so, yeah, again, this is not about who did what or what did what this is about us looking at the darkness, right? Okay. It's not about who said this or the U S murdered this. We've been doing this for years. Humans are, that's the way we are. (laughs) And what I'm saying is if we can hold our composure and we can not fight with, not fight back, but hold a space of love and compassion changes the dialogue but if we don't, we circulate the same storyline. You see, we become that. We become that. If that makes sense. Okay. So you're, so yeah. And I see the rock, you're trying to bring it down to the microcosm. And I'm saying, stop looking at the microcosm. And I say that a lot on spirit and coffee, because if you don't, you're, <laughs> you're not going to see the bigger picture, right? There's a bigger picture at play. It's not about U.S. and this person and that person, the Muslim. Okay. We have to look at both. Right. You had said before about embracing both the light and the dark. Right. Yes. uh, Embracing both light and dark. Absolutely. Okay. So it is the truth. It is the truth. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying that in order to get out of it, we need to rise above it. that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying that we haven't done it. I'm not saying that we're not dark. I'm saying we need to seek to understand the dark. Okay. We need to understand it. We need to understand what it is. And if you don't, okay. And let's say, I don't know. And that's totally up to you. You don't have to, this is not a, obviously I don't work that way. You have to embrace the dark. I will tell you, there's a consequence if you don't look at the darkness and don't seek to understand it. Um, and the consequences that you're going to hold it inside of you deep, deep, deep in the subconscious mind. And it's going to play out either way. Can't get away from it. There's no getting away from it. That's that. That's the issue is that we have not faced it. We have not looked at it and underste- seek to understand it. Even in physics itself, they don't know what dark matter is. They don't know what dark energy is. And you know what? At the end of the day, there was one sentence that rung true with me. About dark matter, okay. When we start to look at it from that perspective, that there's this gentleness to dark matter because it's gently weaving and holding things in place, okay. Now people just want to say dark and dark matter and dark energy is evil. It's not all evil. (laughs) We need to get out of that mindset, okay. I've already seen darkness. I don't want to see it anymore, okay. So changing the mindset of what darkness is. Now, here's how I see it, okay, and you may or may not agree, and that's fine, Um, and in fact, I'm trying to play with this based on what we, the language we have and the physics that we have in terms of dark matter and dark energy. Light itself will illuminate what's in the darkness, okay, it it does, that's what happens, right, light illuminates what's in the darkness. Well, sometimes we shine the light in dark places where there are creatures that we don't want to see. And that could be even in your mind, right? Where we're shining light on those spaces inside of us that are deep, dark, and we don't like it. But it is a part of us. We can't say it's not. What we learn to do in, in alchemy is transform that into something beautiful. Like the lotus, okay? That's why we have all these parables. The lotus is a beautiful flower that sits on shit, okay? murk. Mushrooms arise from... Mushrooms that are healing. There are healing mushrooms that we can eat, but it comes from that darkness. It comes from the transformation. If we don't learn to transform that darkness, then it corrodes us even further until something shifts in us, okay? Now, the dark matter is not just about the corrosion and the ugliness. We can also go to something else. We shine the light on something beautiful. So the darkness doesn't just hold ugliness. And all these things that we are so afraid of, which we shouldn't be. We should be able to transform them into something beautiful. There's a difference there. Do you see what I'm saying? Hey, Katia, I don't know if you're still on here. I just saw that you were in here. Thank you. (laughs) So the darkness itself has this ability to be transformed into something else. I'm not saying go into the darkness and stay there. That's not the point. The point is that we seek to understand it and we seek to move through it. right? Otherwise, we leave it in the subconscious mind and it just festers inside of us no matter what. It's still going to corrode. It's either going to corrode your body or it's going to corrode your thoughts. And then you're gonna have these patterns in life that show up and you don't know why. And that's why it's because you're not dealing with that stuff that you don't wanna deal with. It's hard, it's not easy, right? So, but it's up to you. You don't have to embrace the darkness, but there's still gonna be a consequence or result. That's just the way this particular 3D dimension time space works. I didn't make it up. It's just the way it works. There could be a way out of it, of course but that's the way it works. That's the way natural law works. It happens everywhere. And the same is true when we talk about the macrocosm, when we're talking about these big world events, we have um, swept a bunch of shit under the rug, right? All the stuff you're talking about, Lurac. Yes, we have done all that stuff. We don't deal with it. We don't deal with it. We sweep it under the rug and look at the consciousness of humanity right now. That's why we're in this state of being. That's why I'm saying there's no separation between what's happening in Ukraine and what's happening with the truckers and what's happening with all the, when the pandemic came and everybody was fighting against each other, there's a reason for it. Black Lives Matter. I mean, look at all these big historical events. Why? Well, because we haven't faced the darkness and we haven't looked at it and we've just pretended as though it doesn't exist. Let's pretend it doesn't. No, it does. You're absolutely right. There is a fact and it is a fact, but we're still not dealing with it. We're still just pretending as it though it doesn't never hurts to be an explorer and discover alchemy otherwise unseen. Yes. Very cool. And it's hard. So as you can see, it's hard topics, right? It's, it's a, hard, it's not an easy topic. Most people be like, I'm out of here. I'm not lis- listening to the darkness. I don't care about it. The reality is we can say we don't care about it, but it's going to be there regardless. And we can act as though we can, like ignorance is bliss for some people. That's why they say ignorance is bliss because once you know, well, there's no going back. Now you have a choice, you know? Um, and that's why they say that ignorance is bliss because, you know, people will <clears throat> go on their day-to-day business corroding and not really knowing it and not get, like a frog in the in the pot cooking. They don't really know they're cooking. They have no awareness of it. Then you have individuals like us who are like, well, okay, we have some Information we have a knowing we understand we see we feel we've been through it now what okay but if us doesn't well we're not here to judge anybody in my opinion I mean that's a um, but if us doesn't worship God then who are we to judge we're no one to judge period at the end of the day that's from my own perspective okay I want you to know I will let you know when things are my perspective you don't have to take on my perspective obviously you have your own um so you know there you go so you're absolutely right everybody's judging and there's judgment everywhere that's what humans do we judge it's part of the equation and are we one to judge no but we're like that but what is russia doing russia's judging ukraine saying that they need a new leader too right so it's just everywhere and we could reflect that judgment back so this goes into like deeper 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 stuff like I just recently did a workshop with some college students and it's easier to be in a workshop, right? To, to have this individual time to communicate what needs to be communicated, ask questions, right? Yeah. They're judging Russia. Okay. And Russia's judging Ukraine. Okay. You see there's judgment everywhere. (laughs) And then it just reflects right back to them. So because you, because Russia's judging, Uh, Ukraine, US is judging Russia, and then they're just a mirror reflection of each other, and everybody's judging everybody, and there you go, it's just the big mirror, okay, and then we see that, and then they're like, okay, yeah, but they had a different leader, do you see what I'm saying, doesn't matter if it's part of Russia, someone's coming in there and saying, hey, I need to be the leader of you guys, okay, so, so, yes, Yeah, and what you're getting, Lou Rock, what you're getting into is uh, more of the weeds. uh, And I'm talking more of the bigger picture. So, I mean, we could get into the weeds. Yeah, America's built on stolen. We know all this stuff. It's all the darkness. And it's time to deal with it, is what I'm saying at the end of the day. Okay. So, um, let's see. Or not. We don't have to. People don't have to. And I can tell you that most people won't because it's harder to deal with the darkness. But people have this bad, they put what I'm saying is they judge darkness, right? We're talking about judgment. Well, people judge darkness. And not all dark is bad, okay? And that has actually put us in this predicament, to be honest with you. That is my personal opinion. Again, I will prove it in a dissertation. Y'all can read it, okay? (laughs) I may come up with a different answer. Who knows? My thoughts change all the time based on what I read and know, right? As I expand consciousness, I expand my scope of understanding things start to shift um and that's what I do and that's what you do right you expand your consciousness to understand a little bit more but understanding the external world really is it's important but it's more important to understand your internal world right like your darkness <laughs> what's going on inside you some people don't want to do that but if we all did we'd all be healed and We'd love each other and we'd be hugging instead of at war. But, you know, I have hope for humanity that we can do that one day. We can all just hug each other. No, instead we pull out guns and blow things up. And I don't know. We're weird. We're a weird species. That's all I'll say. <laughs> weird species. Okay um okay so let's look at this because we're talking about the black stage i want to read a little bit if i can here so as long as the black stage is manifest the dark woman prevails notes okay and that is the first strength of our stone because releasing subtle feminine energy gives us the power to the adept the alchemist viewed pur- purification as a kind of spiritual conception and eagerly looked in the uh, milk milkish liquid uh, that formed on the black and decay matter of any sign of color for a new hope. The philosophical putrefication is nothing but a corruption and or destruction of bodies. Um, for as soon as one form has been destroyed, nature introduces another form into its stead, which is both better and more subtle. The blessed signal of putrefication is over, is known as the peacock's tail. Um, and we see that, right? The peacock is one of the symbols for alchemy the brilliant colors that float on the surface so we can see the um the decaying matter like the peacock spreading its tail um for the practicing alchemist it was long awaited indication that the divinely inspired process of fermentation had begun psychologically the peacock's tail symbolizes the appearance of true imagination or inspiration during meditation here's the deal um, so we have the peacock's tail, and we talk about the transformation. Um, yeah, the phoenix is another one. Nightfire, absolutely, um, where we look at the transformation of things. Now, here's the deal: um, this is actual, this is natural law. This is how it works, and we see it even in the narrative of cosmology, where they talk about the Big Bang. Right, that's their worldview worldview is that there was this big bang and all that. Well, what we see when we start to look at cosmology and how it derived, we see that helium and there was nuclear fusion and we see the explosion of stars. And then, um, and then we are in our fourth, they say stellar evolution in terms of the big, um, the implosion of a star, right? So a star, it gets to a certain point and then it explodes and all of that matter has to recreate it recreates new material so it's weird because then that's what the alchemists call like the tri the three right out of two came three and we see this in life too with man women come together have a baby or you see um how it works with plants right they're seeded and new life springs forth so there's this thing that kind of happens in new materials created and made, which is kind of cool. And so that's what it's talking about. Even in the darkness that we're living in or the craziness that we're living in now, as we start to work through that darkness, new material will come. New structures are designed. Right now, humans are going crazy because they don't know what to hold on to. They don't know what the structure is at this point, okay? Okay. Um, and so really kind of cool. Fourth, stellar evolution into the next um, makes total sense now. So the fermentation of Jacob Bohm, um the life of the German mystic Jacob, was one of a constant fermentation. Um, he was a peasant, a boy who received only rudimentary education before he was an apprentice as a shoemaker. Uh, though at an early age, he began to show qualities that would distinguish him. He was known as the introspective, imaginative lad, totally lacking in ambition and worldly pride, with a dreamy face and a poetic nature, who began a powerful visions at an early age. The boy was said to speak to plants and animals um, like Balinese, to know foreign languages without having studied them. Perhaps um, there were forces above at work in his life since he was born. Um... Once, while he was still working as an apprentice, Jacob insisted that an angelic stranger walked into the store, took his hand, calling him by name, told him to remain pious, for the time is coming when the world shall mar- marvel at you. The stranger also told him to have comfort and in instructions through the mis- misery, uh, poetry, uh, persecution, which were in store for you because God loves you and gives you his grace. Shortly afterwards, Jacob came across um, some alchemy books and immediately recognized the operations they described were spiritual in nature. And he started using chemical terms in translated spiritual sense. Okay, so he used those terms in a spiritual sense. So we understand that alchemy is a spiritual happening. Um, Alchemy, it's funny, you talk about alchemy right now to people, people are starting to come on to the word alchemy. Um, but they still believe that it's turning base metals into gold. And <clears throat> that's, that is the chemistry part of it. But that is not the true nature of alchemy. It's a spiritual happening. It's an understanding of the spiritual energy that moves through us. And how do we transform it and transmute it? We have so many processes, so many beautiful cultures that have already, they, they have a process that already works. And, and that information has been torn away from us. Nobody, they don't want to give it to us because if you remember who you are and you remember your power, they lose power. By they, I mean the higher ups, right? The one percenters, if you will, um, lose that power. So, of course, they're, they're not going to give us the information and and we see that it's resurfacing in these scrolls and and these temples well what did they do they went and bashed up the temples because they didn't want us to have the information what was the information that was there it was telling us that we are we have the power within us and it gave us a process on how to tap into that power but when you start to tap into that power you become autonomous right you become this 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 your own authority you don't need somebody to govern you you don't need somebody to look over you you become the authority of your life and in harmony hey poetic you become you're in harmony with everything around you and you become part of the co-creation of life so there we go right and we're looking at it and so trying to understand like Well, what does that mean for us? Well, you know, go back to these ancient texts. Hello, Ashwinder. Is it Ashwinder? Where are you from? India. Yay, one of my favorite places. We're in India. I lived in Bangalore for a year. Punjab. Awesome. Um... Yeah, the so even talking about you, what is your? Where are you? Hindu? Are you Muslim? You're Sikh. Ah, sure. You could jump. I typically don't take people in, but let's do it. We have Sikhism. Um, go ahead and call in. I'll I'll invite you in. You could talk about the spiritual process that you have, which is would be awesome. See, we have all of these um, processes in place, ancient processes, and we just—what have we done? We've just hit them, right? Um, we've hit them from everybody for a purpose, right? So we have. Um, Hey, Kumar, I think Kumar is on here. We have the Ayurvedic, right? Ayurveda. Um, We have the Vedic text. We have Buddhism. You know, all of these practices were not meant to be religions. They were practices. They were ways to transform and transmute energy and to move through the suffering and the darkness and to um, expand our consciousness into loving, kind beings right? The Sufis had their process, right? Um, We had indigenous cultures and their process of drumming, right? We had so all of that. um, Yeah, you could I don't know if you're going to call in again, you're welcome to call in. But we had all of these. um, That's what the true religion is, right? Okay, let's see. Yeah, let's see what you have to say. We're gonna invite you in.
1: Uh, Hello, hello, and coffee.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm good. What about you?
0: I'm doing well.
1: I was waiting for the turn. I thought you'll hop me on uh after a while. So uh I was calling from the beginning, so now I'm here.
0: Okay, awesome. So tell me you said you're Sikh. Yeah. Okay. Tell 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 me so what I'm talking about is sort of like these ancient processes and ancient traditions that we've had forever because hmm. humanity seems to be thinking that all this stuff is new, <laughs> which it's not. And I laugh at that because there's hmm. been wisdom passed down from ancient times, right? Where we were connected hmm. to life, connected to hmm. the earth. Yeah. And, um, and now we're trying to refine find that. So tell us what your insight is based on your practices and, and your processes and your system that you live under.
1: My religion is not that old It's just uh, It mm-hmm. uh, came uh, I think about 600 years ago um, It is a uh, What do we say A combination of uh, Sikhism uh, Of Hinduism and Muslim mm-hmm. So Hinduism plus Muslim the, the mixed thoughts of that You know Hindus Believed uh, That gods are everywhere um, There are uh, I think 33 million gods. Mm-hmm. But they're not actually God. Um, we can say parts of God. And uh, Muslims believe that there is only one God. And it's far away. It's uh, separated from the universe. <laughs> then um, our starter, the one who initiated our religion, uh, his name is Shri Guru Nanak Dev um, He combined the both things and tell that okay muslims are right there is one god and hindus are also right uh there are lots of uh, parts of it that are everywhere so he combined that he, it's one and it's everywhere and uh, he resonates with uh, the panentheism we call it panentheism mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah but the practices which you were talking about uh, like they're in the hinduism right um but um, uh, like you were saying, they are not the religion. They are, um, to lead a better life. But I think to lead a better life is the true religion. That should be the goal of one to, you know, explore everything of the life. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's,
0: that's it. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, so the practices, right? And that's what I was talking about. And. These ancient, mm. so when I say they're ancient, they are. When we think about yeah. Muslim, right, when we think about Hinduism, well, those are both very ancient very practices. Old. Very, very, very old, right? And we see that there was some beautiful things that were, were ingrained in it. Today, mm. <laughs> which, is, it's funny, and here's another thing, I don't, I, I'll get on my soapbox, I promise you. Um, mm. It really, the triggering thing for me, okay, is that we Um, in America, (laughs) it's, um, and not just America, but I would say that we use these um, narratives that were created by um, man of, you know, our time, who just really kind of stole these ideas from ancient cultures, and then acted as though they invented something new. And it, that's Mm. triggering to me, right? Because we don't give honor and respect to the things that were already there, right? So for instance, when we talk about Hinduism and we talk about the Pantheon and we talk about all these gods and goddesses, well, today we will say that Carl Jung calls that archetypes, and they put it into psychology, right? And uh, to call people crazy. Well, you know, we were talking about this a long time ago.
1: We were mm. talking
0: about that ages ago and now we're using different words. So exactly. Yeah,
1: what happens? You know, these days the discoveries are being made, and they they claim that that's, that's what they discovered. This is the original, <laughs> uh, their yeah. their own. For example, if you go to the Google and search "who found that the Earth is round," they will say some some uh, weirdo scientist, uh, Galileo, perhaps. You know, he found uh-huh. it 300 years ago, but we cannot deny that the vedas the the not just vedas even before that there was a person aryabat in hinduism mm-hmm. and he's the person he's a mathematician who discovered uh, the number zero he mentioned in one of his books that earth is round he he told everything about the solar system two thousand years ago and yeah. these things are being discovered right now yes so, you know but the, the intriguing thing is that we don't use the telescope to look up in the space and then write it down on the book no they used to look deep inside themselves because you know the creation it's it's we cannot put it into the words just like this you know whatever there is in the whole universe is in right there in your heart
0: Yes.
1: so this is the creation of god and it's uh cannot be put into our small minds
0: yeah it it really can't I, I agree with you on that point point. Yeah. and i will say this we do have um a a good narrative i feel i mean we've had mm. narratives before but they're trying to put it into a narrative now because people are starting to reawaken to the the old ways like they're starting to re- remember right that we we had this information before now mm. in cosmology um which what it does, what cosmology does is it gives us the language to sort of maybe describe it. Of course, our small minds can't truly understand it, like you said, but mm-hmm. at least it gives us kind of a dialogue where we say we're in our fourth stellar evolution. What does that mean? Well, we are made of stars. If you looked at the, let's just say the theory, right? It's a theory, the big bang theory, right? That that theory mm. says that helium and, and hydrogen and nuclear fusion created stars. and out of stars, mm. um, there was, you know, the explosion or implosion yeah. of stars, right? The supernovas exploded mm-hmm. and new matter was created. That new matter mm. um, created the planets. And then there was another. So there's been all of these explosions happening with new matter created, which then mm. created us. So you're right. Yes. The cosmos are within us and we are with it. And looking within mm. gives us the answers. So I th- that narrative has been very helpful. Now, I'm sure that narrative came from again ancient texts, it's not something new, and we haven't but discovered it. It yeah. doesn't yeah. matter
1: how much we read, that isn't even a one 0.1 percent of the universe. The sure. more we walk towards it, the farther the destination becomes.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's, yeah, it's abundant, <laughs> exactly. It's abundant. It's and the
0: done. biggest thing, hmm. the biggest thing, um, and then I'll let you speak. But the biggest thing is um, that we don't understand, and this is where I get really frustrated. That's what I was talking about before you came on here. Is that we don't look at the dark matter, yeah. we dismiss the what our our universe, mm. right? You said that's like a little than one percent. Well, we're looking at all the light. What about all the darkness? We could mm. never comprehend all of it because the dark yeah, matter never. exists. Right. Yeah, never, right? It and is. so we make it wrong. We make dark matter wrong. And that was kind of what I was speaking to. Anyway, go ahead. I'll let you talk.
1: No, I, I was finished. I was just adding something up. Hmm. Uh, so you said you live in, you used to live in the Bangalore for one year. And, uh,
0: uh-huh.
1: How, like, how come you came here? Like, what was the purpose?
0: I actually went to study there um, at Christ College um, in Kodamandala. In India. Uh-huh. Why? Why not? I love India. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I always tell people really? I want to leave. Oh, yeah.
1: Indians love- are trying to immigrate to Canada, to America, Australia for the better future.
0: Oh, I don't know and, why. Um, you guys have a beautiful culture yeah. and, a, and the people are beautiful. No, no,
1: the culture is beautiful, but the system, the government uh, it's not. I know. <laughs> uh, I know. I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And the competition is really hard here. The, the syllabus, they, they, they kind of put a lot of stress on the students mm-hmm. they force mm-hmm. them to yeah. do the all exams. so it's, it's really overwhelming in in the uh, developed countries like yours you know the, it's pretty simple the there is more practical work and uh, we just have to attend the college for three four days and we can work part-time we can complete our assignments so it's properly organized but in India, it's, it's all over the place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so not yes, everybody
1: can go through this system.
0: I agree. Um, and there's a lot mm. of maybe um, pressing issues. And there's a lot. Of, what I see there is that everything yeah. is in your face. There's nothing that's, I mean, it's all there. You get to see it all. In America, yeah. everything's hmm. hidden. So the dark, the yeah, dark stuff, true. all that, then
1: America and, still remains secret for a lot of countries, uh-huh. but India's not. So no, everything is transparent. whatever there is happening is right in front of you.
0: That's right. It's all in your face. And that's what, I mean, I love that because it lets you look at what reality is, right? What is the reality? And it's the truth. Yeah. There's, there's hmm. the truth is there, right? So, um, we hide things. Right. So the biggest uh, thing when I was there is uh, when I came back because I was there for a year. And then when I came back, I was like, why is everything so perfectly clean here? I was like confused. And they're like, I was like, did they wash the streets here? And then my mom's like, what are you talking about? And it's because with India, you know, everything there's trash. There's everything is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's like, OK. But that's beautiful. Right. In my opinion. But, because- oh, are, are you talking
1: about Bangalore here?
0: Yes, the Bangalore Lord.
1: is, I think, the best city in India. If you think that that is full of rubbish, then what about cities like Mumbai, Delhi? They are yeah. Really pathetic.
0: Yeah. I've gone and I went everywhere, right? You go everywhere, <laughs> you see it all. But the thing is, it's beautiful. The culture is beautiful. The people were happy. You yes, know? Um, it's all so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love India. Exactly. And um, it was <laughs> one of my I met the most amazing people. I still stay in contact with them. Um, and so for me, it was a, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life. To yeah. be honest. The
1: people, the people. I cannot deny this fact. This is undeniable that people are really good, you know, of very good nature. They're willing to help all the time. And it's, like, it feels like whole India is our family. We're living wherever we go. Everyone feels like a family.
0: That's right. I agree. And everybody watches out for each other. I never felt so taken care of in my entire life. It was amazing. You're not going to get that here in America really as much. So it becomes very hard because what do you trade off, right? What's the trade off Um, for me, that connection to people, that authentic loving kindness is more important to me than, um, you know, competing and having all this craziness that we have in America. So there's a trade off there, but there's beauty in both. I'm not going to say there's not beauty in both so there is beauty in both yeah, um, yeah. Um, so you i you know what's
1: weird uh, like uh, the the can- the countries first of all, country they provide us environment and we as you know the indians are immigrating in high number and like innumerable people are immigrating every year so we are creating environment there <laughs> like yes. so, someone you know they, they they call canada as mini punjab because yes. there are a lot of people who are and we're developing uh such environment over there good that's and awesome and be i love a relief it for India as well that the population would be decreased and it would be easy for uh, government to deal with a uh, less, less number of people
0: yes that's true because there is a high number mm. of people. <laughs> but i loved it it was amazing and and what I'm trying to say is that you guys have very, very ancient traditions, culture. Um, you guys have, you know, I mean, it's amazing. And you're right. There's there's pressure for sure with, with um, well, even arranged marriages. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in India that goes on, right? That I that I myself see the pressures. Yeah. Um, what is it? Three idiots? Was that not three idiots? Do, do you know uh, Sadhguru? Three, three idiots, huh? So no, who's that? Sadhguru?
1: I don't know who that is. Uh, you're breaking up. Uh, I can't. I can't understand you. Hello.
0: Oh, sorry. Hello. Completely. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I was asking about like Sadhguru. Do you know him? No. Oh, then you you have missed the most important thing in India. <laughs> Most important person. If, nice. if You listen to him. I think he's the best person to whom you can listen to uh to get to know about the India's culture. He's the best person who can put it into the words.
0: Ah, okay. Mm. All right. Well poetic knows so poetic you can send me some information. <laughs> he
1: speaks in English most of the times. All overheads, uh love, what do we call them? Um <laughs> English is bad. I'm sorry. No, preaching. It's not actually really good.
0: Huh? I said no. It's not. It's really good, actually.
1: Uh, that, yeah, all of his lectures they're in English, and yeah, you should definitely listen to him.
0: Okay, I will. I will do that. I will watch and listen. Um, so
1: preaching. I wanted to say preaching.
0: Oh, he's preaching. Okay, I'll have to take a look at him and, yeah. and see, you know, what yeah. he has to say and stuff. That'd be awesome.
1: Hmm. He's um, very cool, you know. He has discussions. Uh, he he most, most of the times, you know, he's on um, most of the TV channels. He has discussion about the spirituality, about the God. Yeah, you know, he he come he he comes across several people who are very hot headed, always ready to fight, but still like his his points are so. Pretty good. That they they it leaves them speechless. All of them, you know. There there was a guy. Uh, let me give you an instance. There was a guy. He asked Sadhguru that uh, there is a discrimination in in, in India's culture uh, that um, there are some temples where only men are allowed, like no women are allowed in the temple. Uh, mm-hmm. So. That time, uh, everybody, you know, they started applauding him for putting up such a, uh, a wonderful question. He said it that in the very confident voice. Then the Sadhguru started answering. Okay, everybody, calm down. Let me answer the question. He said in the calm tone. Said that um, this is the culture. See, he said that uh, there are some temples uh, as well where where men can't go, which are specially made for women. That's their history. That's how like they're made. Um, then he put it up some question. I don't remember it. And then at the end, he said, he said, said a line like this, um, that uh, a man simply knows that he doesn't have to go to a woman's toilet. And that made everything clear.
0: I mean, right. Because <laughs> that's not
1: a place for them. I mean, we, we have places for a specific gender. Right. Sure. So that, sure. just like that there are places uh, there there are temples where only men can go and there are others where only women can go where men can not go. Mm-hmm. So he said that men simply knows that he doesn't have to go to the women's toilet unless he right? w- wants to uh, he wants to get right. eaten up. So like he his uh, explanations are explicit.
0: Oh good. Okay. Well, I will take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Um and right and see what insight i'm always open to that (laughs) um and since you're the one who's and poetic are like yes he's good okay so i'll listen and see what insights um Mm.
1: yep
0: let's see oh poetic wants to come on too
1: so you're graduated right
0: oops i think i got poetic on Yes, i didn't did i I don't know what happened. Um, yes, I well, uh for me, oh let's see. We're gonna bring poetic on. Greetings, my dear. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you today? I'm doing well. Um, so Sadhguru, he's like an Indian mystic and he's traveled the
1: world and he's he preaches um mm-hmm. about Indian mysticism and meditation and all these different things, and he has a a good uh, personality. He puts some humor in it, and he uh, yeah, he's very he
0: his mind is very open as well, so you'll like him definitely. Okay, that's awesome. Yes, I would love to. All you gotta do is search it on YouTube, hun. Okay, but uh, I don't have a pen to write his name. That's the problem. Or actually type it if you could type it in the here, let me do this here i'll, this I'll actually
1: yours. yeah
0: Sorry. i'll message you in uh okay thank you yeah yes, and the reason wh- thank you okay yeah it's because i do both a live video on facebook and then i can't walk away to get a pen so um give me just mm. a second here i got it thank you i appreciate it i'll put that on there and I'll save it into a Word document. Okay, there we go. Awesome. I'll take a look at him and, and see what he has to offer. And also, you know, interweave it into these, um, into um, Spirit and Coffee. You know, that's the thing. It's like I was saying before, like before you got on here, is that the, the, the it's not like, It's not like I'm saying anything new. It's not like anybody's saying anything new. All of this stuff was already known. We're just remembering, rediscovering. And so um, because of that, you know, it's like this really critical time for us to say, okay, now that we're remembering, rediscovering, how do we reorganize it in a way that's meaningful for this time, right? Because there has been this sort of circulation of technology, like technology has shifted, Like maybe ancient in in the past, I think we probably leveraged technology better. I think we had a better handle on how to use natural law and and create um, technology. We see that with all of these beautiful temples and stuff. How did they do it? Well, they probably had a better technology than we did at the time. But we've recreated technology using these principles. Um, it's the next evolution, but now we need a new narrative. We need a new way to describe it based on, you know, what we see. And that's where Mm. we're at, sort of in the storyline. What, how do we apply words to the way that we see the world now? Um, but it's nothing new. We're just re saying the same thing. We're just, we're just remembering, we're not discovering it. We're remembering it Mm. and we're reintegrating it back into the, the narrative. Which mm. and maybe speaking good. it in a different way that mm-hmm. n- these mm-hmm. younger people can understand, because yes. you know we have evolved too. Absolutely.
1: And one, one yeah. thing I, I would yeah. like to add here, you know, um, there was a myth in uh, Hinduism mm-hmm. that the earth stands on the horns of the bull. Uh, there was there was a myth like this. Uh, it's called uh, uh, I don't know what they used to um there was a name of that bull and everybody used to believe it that that's how the earth stands uh, the bull is some some mythical bull is uh holding the earth on his horns and when sikhism came uh guru Dev devji cleared it uh like whether there really is like he never ever in his life denied uh the thoughts of other cultures it, like instead he, he always tried to resonate with everything so he there mentioned that the bull which you guys are talking about it is actually dharma dharma you know uh, are you familiar with the word dharma
0: dharma yeah
1: yeah dharma it's uh mm-hmm. um it's a hinduism okay the the I, i'm gonna tell you the google definition of the dharma the eternal and inherent nature of reality regarding mm-hmm. in hinduism as a cosmic law underlying right behavior and social order mm-hmm. so gurunand dev ji made it clear that the bull which you were guys are talking about is dharma so the, the and there was another myth uh, that um what do we say the bull you know uh, there are the the time period the whole the, the universe recreates itself Mm-hmm. So the, the whole uh, time process, it could be divided into the four parts. Uh, they are known as yugs. Uh, yes. There are uh, millionaires, you know, uh, Sati, sati Yuga, um, yug, yug, yug. Right now the Kali yug is going on. So it's also believed that, you know, um, as the one yug passes, uh, the leg of the uh, bull, one of the leg of uh, bull breaks. So on the satyug the bull stands on four legs. But when, it, um, when the time passes and Kaliu comes, he stands on one leg and it's very unbalanced.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when Gunanadeva said that that bull is dharma, then everybody started to making sense. Everything started to make sense that, okay, that's how it was earlier. Like the definition of dharma again, eternal and inherent nature of reality. It was perfect. It was, it was like in in Satyug the world was impeccable. Everybody understood each other. It was peace, a total peace, tranquility all around. But as the time passed, the, the Dharma got um, imbalanced. It started stumbling, and uh, that's why now everything is messy. You know, it's it's all chaotic. So, yes. Yeah. And we can
0: put that in. So I think what we're saying is that we can put that into a new narrative, which is what we do. We use myth, we use language, we use symbols to describe what we feel is happening. The new narrative being chaos theory, you know, science has sort of taken over the dialogue. um, But science is a new way of describing what the ancients already said. And that's basically what I am saying. I think
1: what we're doing is making everything complex.
0: Yeah, that's what we do.
1: They were more simpler earlier. Earlier, you didn't have to do anything. You don't have to go to the university or college to know everything. All yeah. you need to do is just close your eyes and look within yourself, and there,
0: yes,
1: they're, they, everything was. That's how the Vedas were written, right? They didn't put you know, at that time. There were no cameras. There were no, uh, surgeons and all. Then just by closing their eyes, they they knew everything about uh, the body. All the secrets, whatever they're happening, and they just put it, they put it into the in the words in the Vedas, all the different Vedas. I I, I happen to believe that the four Vedas has, the four Vedas have more knowledge than all of the um, books in the world combined.
0: I agree. I would mm. I would actually agree with you on yeah. that. Um, and we see that people go to that. But we create new dialogue and we can't get away from that. We can't say that that's not true. So yeah. we have to, in order to at least educate the new generation from here in America, mm-hmm. I'm not saying everywhere, mm-hmm. is to use the scientific dialogue or uh, narrative to explain what they were explaining before and, mm-hmm. and to, to understand it. And you're absolutely right. We make it complex and all it takes yeah. is intro Mm. introspection, which is what I do, which is why I can connect all of this stuff because I, it's not about me knowing it. I apply it to my life. So spiritual alchemy, in practical use of esoteric wisdom is about you applying and you knowing thyself, right? Know yourself first, which is what every single, um, sage guru, whatever you want to call it, uh, prophet, um, savior, Messiah, Mm -hmm. whatever said, everybody said it look with it. But it's not so easy. People don't do it today, right? So um, we make it harder than it needs to be. And people don't want to face their self. Um, and once we yes. can, and once we do, then we, again, the secrets of all life will be revealed to us. But that takes a long time. And so that's what Spirit and Coffee is about. It's about no, us.
1: There, there is no proper a specific time duration. I, it's about Like, uh, how deep can you go within yourself? It could be in seconds as well. (laughs) But it could take years, decades as well. Well, it's going to take
0: years. Let me tell you why it's going to take years and decades. Because we've been programmed. Right? So, in, I'm talking about the West here. So, I want you to... That's one thing I want you to understand. When I say that, I'm talking about in America and the way we've been programmed. Right? Which is why India is such a beautiful place. Because... Your programming is different. Your, the way that you guys connect is different. You understand yeah. this stuff because you're connected in a different way. We're not programmed like that in America. Very different. Different way mindset. Different way of seeing the world. Different way of dialoguing about the world. So, so it's a different. Yes, it could mm. be easy. You're absolutely right. It could happen in seconds. But guess what? For most, it doesn't. Most people are ridden by anxiety here in America they don't know how mm. to get past those narratives you see and and they don't know how to get past the dark matter they're afraid of the dark you know there's all these things these layers that we've built up in traumas that have been built up where india has a different consciousness your your way of seeing the world is different i know because i have friends and i lived out there and it's different you would you would come to america and see how different the mindset is how different yeah. the consciousness is right absolutely Which is, it's beautiful and that's why i love india because i would i'd rather be in a place where the consciousness is more connected to the introspective and the understanding of this than a place where people i can't dialogue like this with individuals here not most mm. most people don't i go to india then i get deeper insight because that's your way of living and it's it's yeah. everywhere. Do you know what i mean? It's like a big goulash. <laughs> it's a big, you know, there's temples everywhere. You turn around and you could be a Hindu and then you could be a Christian and then you could be a Muslim and everybody's just there. It's like this big you could be a a Sikh, you could be a, <laughs> you could be a uh Buddhist. I mean, all the temples yeah. are there at your exposure. Yeah. It's not like that here. Yeah. It's very very vanilla. So um but with that being said, I have to go. Um, uh, all right. It was. Can such
1: I a- just, uh, ask a little question? How do you feel about my English? Because, you know, I'm working on my English these days.
0: Oh, I think your English is great.
1: Hmm. Okay. Is there anything that I have to work on specifically?
0: No, I don't. I mean, <coughs> that I can think of. No, I think you. Actually,
1: I'm teaching uh, out speaking IELTS, you know, uh, English test. Uh, it's a. Uh, immigration exam which everyone has to give in order to get there so i'm a teacher of that in a private institute
0: oh okay okay you're doing great i mean I, it, it was fine you were able to dialogue okay. and yeah what? <laughs> especially on something so deep but yes it was good you're, you're doing okay.
1: fine <laughs> awesome uh, what's your name what's your good name by the way
0: my name is natalie natalie yes
1: Okay, so Natalie. Yeah. Okay. Then catch you later.
0: All right. Have a great day, and thank you for joining.
1: Yep. You too. All bye right.
0: Bye. bye it's bye. a night
1: here. It's nine twenty-six p.m.
0: Oh so my I'll god. Probably
1: get to the bed now. Get some
0: rest. <laughs> okay. Good night.
1: <laughs> bye, okay, bye. Bye.